exclusive backstage look of the makeup industry. Join me each week as we discuss life as a makeup artist, business, beauty tips, and share dialogue with the top professionals in our industry. Collectively, we'll unpack the highs and lows, laugh, and grow together. And I'm your host, Brittany Rogers. I'm a 10-year freelance beauty editorial, TV, and film makeup artist. This is your official backstage pass. I'm taking you behind the scenes. Welcome to BTS with Brittany. Guess what? Today is the final episode of BTS with Brit. I know, I know. Hold your tears. <laughs> I know you're sad. Listen, I'm sad a little bit. For those of you who hung in there with us this season, this season was a struggle. It was very ghetto. It was giving, it was giving, I don't know if we're going to make it, but the Lord. The Lord was on our side and we've made it through. So thank you for sticking with us through this ghetto season. I promise that season three is going to be everything that you need and more. Omatic, how are you feeling? We've we've made it to the final episode of season two. <laughs> you can't hear what he said. Hold on. About time. He said it's about time. It's it's been a long time coming, but we're here. Anyway, I hope you guys are having an amazing day so far. I'm having a great day. I'm feeling good, girl, looking good, girl, and excited to talk about today's episode. So on today, we are going to discuss branding and why you need to create a strong brand and a personal brand as a makeup artist. Now, listen. We are no longer in the days where the only way you can become a successful artist is if you're signed to an agency. And no, I am not discrediting our signed artists. Being a signed artist is an excellent accomplishment and definitely one of my future goals for sure. But my point is, you don't have to be signed to work with big celebrities that have big brand deals to work on set. You can become a well-known artist through the power of social media. And nowadays, as a makeup artist, you can be known more for just the work you create, you know, your makeup. But most of us are out here teaching classes. We're creating products. We have YouTube channels and podcasts. But all of this first begins with understanding your brand and how to build it as an artist. And not to get off topic, but most makeup agencies... When you are signing with them, they already want you to have somewhat of a name for yourself. An agency is in place to help you grow and become an even bigger artist. So this is, again, why it's super important to create your brand. And if the pandemic taught us nothing else, we learned that now is the perfect time to bet on yourself and build your brand. So I know that was a little long. You know, I got excited and just jumped right in it. But listen. You know what I'm going to say. Grab your notebooks. Grab your edges. I'm dropping gems. And I think that's Omatic's favorite part of the podcast because I just caught a glimpse of him doing a little dance out the side of my eye. (laughs) He gave a little what? A little neck. He gave us a little neck motion. Okay. We're here for it. So let's first talk about what is a brand. So your brand is a combination of your skills, your personality, your experience, your interests, and your lifestyle. 
Your brand describes to your target market audience who you are, what you do, and what you have to offer to them. And having a strong brand, it helps you establish trust between you and your audience. Your brand also allows you to showcase yourself as an authority and a professional in your industry. And it opens you up to so many opportunities such as media, brand deals, and higher paying jobs. So now that we know what a brand is, let's talk about the steps in creating a strong brand. And like I said, make sure you write this down because this is going to be your homework while we're away on our little season break. So let's let's get into it. Step one is defining your brand. So defining your brand consists of asking yourself the following questions. One is, who are you? Two, what do you do? What is your style? So what is your style of makeup? So with me, you guys know I'm Brittany Rogers and I do clean beauty makeup. And three, what do you have to offer? Meaning what value do you have to offer to your audience? What problem are you fixing for them? You want to be clear about what you're offering to your audience, because if you can't fully explain it or you don't fully understand it, your audience will be confused as well. So get really clear on what it is you have to offer, what problem you're trying to fix for your audience. So if I was to give you an example of what I offer, I offer a podcast about the beauty industry that's educating you on the business of the industry. That is what I offer. And then number three, you want to ask yourself why. So meaning what is your purpose? What is your why behind this? What is the fuel that is driving this offer that you're giving to your clients? Knowing the answers to these questions not only help you establish your brand, but these answers will serve as a reference point for when you start to set goals in your business or when opportunities present themselves to you, clients reach out to you, you can decide, does this align with who I'm trying to be and what my brand stands for? And if it doesn't line up with the answers that you have, then the opportunity isn't on brand for you. That's my favorite line. Like when somebody approaches me with something and it just doesn't fit me, I'm like, you know what, I'm so sorry with this opportunity or this idea isn't on brand for me. Step two is designing your brand. When most people hear brand, they automatically think of logos, but branding is way more than just your logo. So your brand consists of the following. One is the name of your business. When you're picking a business name, if you're not using your first and last name, you want to be sure to choose a name that's easy to spell easy to pronounce, and also make sure it's available on all social platforms and the domain name is available. So let me give you an example. If you guys have been listening to the podcast for some time, or if you've been following me for quite a few years, then you guys know about the most embarrassing name I've ever went by in my life. It was... um. I hate to say it. It was Miss Brit Bratz. It was M-Z-B-R-I-T-T-B-R-A-T-T-Z. Like, and I was using that as a real brand. Like, I had shirts that said the Brit Bratz beat down. It was very embarrassing. And I believe I told the story in the podcast before, but Omatic shaking his head. Yes, I think we have told this story. 
But to make a long story short, I was on a set with a hairstylist who's my mentor now, but he's really big. His name is Yancey Edwards. Check him out. That's my dog. And he asked me for my Instagram name. I told him it was Miss Brit Bratz. That was my brand. And he told me, listen, baby, you are nobody right now. And nobody's going to want to work with this no-nothing artist. Like, you in the run with big dogs with this cheesy name. Like, that's ridiculous. Nobody's going to take you seriously. He grabbed my phone. He changed my name. I was super embarrassed. I went home and changed my whole branding that day. And no lie, from that day on, I started getting way more work because people took me seriously. Like, okay, she she sounds professional. She's not going by some crazy name that we can't understand. We can't spell. This is a mess. And me and Yancey have been, like, really close friends since then. But looking back, it was super embarrassing. And I saw why nobody took me seriously. So... Choose your business name wisely. Next, your brand also consists of your logo. Now listen, you don't have to start out with a fancy logo. You just want to get something clean. Uh, stay away from those bright, colored, glittery, graphic-y logos. Those look really cheesy. You just want something clean, something that works well on your website, on your business cards, on your social media, on your products if you decide to sell products. Uh, if you give mirrors to your clients, something that can fit well on everything. And it's just not like this crazy, cheesy, bright color logo. Plus those don't look super professional. So you want something that's going to be evergreen. It's never going to go out to date. So choose your logo wisely. And remember when you pick a logo, you don't have to stay with that one forever. You can change it. Cause I've changed my logo about four times. I started with like these big cheesy graphic lips and now I just have the clean, Brittany Rogers makeup. Next, your brand consists of your colors. Your colors is how somebody is going to remember your brand. So let's think of like red. When you think of red, you probably automatically think of Coca-Cola. Red, white, and blue. You think of Pepsi. Orange and red. Reese's or Reese pieces. Your colors is how somebody will identify your brand as well as your logo. You want to be sure to find out what is the hex code. Hex with an X. H-E-X, so that you can make sure that you are using the same shade for your website. If you decide to get merch um, on your business cards, you can make sure, if, let's say you're using blue, it's the exact same shade all across the board. And the same goes for your fonts. You want to make sure that you know the name of the font that you're using for your logo, that you put on your business cards, on your website. Everything needs to be cohesive. Somebody should be able to look at your website and look at your business card and say, okay, yeah, that's the same business. So to sum this all up, when I say designing your brand, designing your brand is basically the theme of your brand. Step three in branding as an artist is to remember that your content is king. Your content is how your brand communicates. It's how your audience gets to know you and understand what you have to offer. Keep in mind that when you're creating content, you want to create content that delivers value, it inspires, it teaches or entertains your audience. You want to give them something of value. Step four is you want to be consistent because consistency is key. And your goal should be to show up consistently in all areas of your business. And what I mean by all areas is, one, you want to be consistent with your brand theme, meaning your colors and fonts that you use. We talked about that in step three of building a strong brand. 
to be consistent in how often you post on Instagram, YouTube, your podcast. Remember that your content is king and this is how your brand communicates. And it doesn't matter how good you are if nobody knows. Shout out to my very first boss, Chet Bennett, who used to tell me that all the time. It doesn't matter how good you are if nobody knows. So if your brand isn't talking or showing up, nobody knows how good you are and what you have to offer. So you want to make sure that you show up on a weekly basis. Now, listen, I know I'm kind of being a hypocrite right there when I'm talking about being consistent, because if I'm being honest with you, we have not been consistent this season on the podcast. And that's okay. You know, we in a pan. I was about to say a panorama. We're in a pandemic. Can we even use that excuse that we're in a pandemic anymore? I feel like, you know, we're kind of finding our flow in the pandemic. But here's the thing. Sometimes you fall off, but when you fall off, you have to figure out how can we make this work. With me not being consistent this season, I understand that I need help. I am stretching myself thin. It's just me and Omatic. So we need more team members. So that was off topic, but assess your business. See where the areas that you need help so that you can stay on track and be consistent. Another area you need to be consistent is in your customer service. Being consistent also means how you show up for your brand, how you treat your clients, what experience do you bring to your clients, and are you being consistent every time that you show up with them? You can't show up on social media one way. You know, your online presence is amazing, but then you're showing up to your clients and you're looking raggedy, your kid is unorganized, you're showing up late and just a mess. You have to be consistent with your online presence and how you show up in person. And listen, I'm never going to tell you guys to do something that I haven't experienced or messed up with myself. And that was an area where I struggled with for a moment. To be quite honest with you guys, I went through a season where I was just like super depressed and I was not showing up as the best version of myself to jobs. And I will never forget, I got hired by this company. Very great company. They're doing so good now. They were really excited to work with me. And to be honest with you, I wasn't excited to work with them because I just wasn't in my right mind. And I remember showing up just a mess. I mean, I was decent, but no makeup on. Your girl was giving Ugg boots and a sweater, crew neck sweater, like what's up? I did not deliver on the makeup like how I should. It was just, it was a mess. And they were like, your brand is ISIS, right? And child, the Lord smacked me in my face that day, like get yourself together. What are you doing? And that's when I had to remember like, sis, you can't show up online one way and giving all these great emails and not pulling up and doing what needs to be done. So be consistent in all areas. And remember, your clients are paying for an experience. So give them what they want to see, okay? Give them a great experience. And lastly, my step five in building your brand as an artist is you want to be authentic. This is one of the most important steps in building your brand that I can give you. Because I've seen so many artists not show up as themselves because they think emulating a more prominent artist will make them be successful. Wrong, 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 wrong. Your audience can always tell when you're not showing up as your authentic self. And eventually, you're going to burn yourself out trying to keep up with an image that's not you. And remember, showing up as yourself in your brand helps you communicate with your audience better. But aside from that, it also makes you trustworthy and reliable. 
Your message is more impactful when it's the truth. Imagine finding out that your favorite artist has never done what they teach. You would no longer trust that person, right? Like if y'all found out that I don't work in TV and film and I don't really go to commercials and I can't really do the hair and makeup I'm talking about, you would cancel me really quick, right? Right. I'm just imagining that y'all said right back to me. So show up as your authentic self because like Marie Forleo always says, the world needs that special thing that only you can provide and it doesn't matter if the artist that you think is super successful is so bomb they have a hundred thousand followers and they're giving you all the steps on how to do it no being yourself will take you way further in the industry than it would if you were being somebody else and when I say you're going to get burnt out there are so many artists that I've seen trying to copy somebody else and be somebody else and next thing you know they got tired and now they don't even do makeup no more because they couldn't keep up with that version of themselves that wasn't them don't be that person yourself well guys that is all i have for you as always i hope that the math was mathing and it made sense and that you found some great takeaways from this episode so you know what time it is it's last look time now if you're new here and you don't know what last looks is last looks is the part of the podcast where i give you some advice i give you a little mini ted talk about something personal if we have a guest and they're going to drop some gems on you so let's get into it I'm sorry I felt like that was very lazy y'all but listen if you don't know what last look is for real just go listen to episode one of this season it's a very great explanation my last look for today is loyalty will keep you stuck and what I mean by that is don't become so loyal to a team that you're now afraid to grow and try new things let me break that down even further. So there was a time where I would only work with one photographer at a time. I would not expand myself to work with other people. And I felt like these are my friends. Uh, we've been working together all this time. So I have to stay in this circle. And then it came a time where I realized there was no diversity in my work. And then outside of that, there was no longer a challenge. Now, listen. As your career grows, so will your circle. And it's okay to outgrow relationships, friendships, and even job opportunities that are no longer helping you grow. I've also been in a situation where I used to work for a studio and it got to the point where I was working for them for so long. Like I said before, it wasn't a challenge, but on top of that, I wasn't happy coming to work anymore. It was time for me to move on to something new, but I wasn't trying to leave. One thing I learned in all of this is you can't get too comfortable and you want to start to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Stepping outside your comfort zone and working with new people is where it's at. And listen, when I'm comfortable, I'm bored. I constantly need a challenge and I want to be around people where my nerves jump a little bit. You know what I mean? Like where I feel like, okay, yeah, I got to show up because if I don't feel like that, then I'm obviously not growing. There's, there's not a challenge there. And another thing that I learned about loyalty in the industry is you can't become so loyal to somebody who's not willing to grow. The relationship has to be beneficial. Like both of you guys have to constantly be pouring into each other or your team. You all need to be constantly pouring into each other and pushing each other to go to the next level. And just because somebody is your friend doesn't mean that 
you have to keep working with them forever. If you've outgrown them, you've outgrown them. And there's no love lost towards the relationship. You can still be great friends, but not work together anymore. You can't push your friends to want to grow. If they are comfortable with working and just doing eye candy and that's what they like to do, cool, but that doesn't work for you and you're trying to be over here in clean beauty, it's okay to move on to something else. So in this season, guys, I want you to constantly put pressure on yourself to grow. Reevaluate the areas where you feel stuck and look at how can I change that. Above all, believe in yourself, believe in your vision, believe in your work, and believe that when you get into a room that makes you feel uncomfortable, that you are still qualified to be there because we know that God will never put us in a position that we are not ready for. And that is my last look. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk.